For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Find 15% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just eighteen sixty nine. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, the 7th of June. I hope you had a fantastic long weekend. We were here, we were on the airways yesterday. And if you've just tuned in, you missed yesterday's show, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast podcast. Had a great day. We spoke to Joey Johns, the great one. Andrew Johns, we had a chat to him yesterday. We spoke to Niall Williams as well. Her comeback and previewing yesterday's game the black ferns taking on the wallaroos it was an awesome show four hours so if you missed it you can catch up on izzy and kempe's for breakfast podcast on the scn app uncle morena oh morena izzy yeah awesome show yesterday and even a bigger one today wow is all i can say crystal ball kempe hell good we spoke about it yesterday we'll rip in throughout the morning but big show like you said Uncle, we got uh, Ali Lawatiti coming on, mate. All you Warriors fans, if you're looking for some sort of hope, we'll just reminisce, eh? We'll go back to Ali Lawatiti days and just talk about those memories, man. I've got some great memories of the big man running around in the jersey and just doing freakish things on the field. So looking forward to having a chat to Ali Lawatiti just after 7 o'clock. And then following that, ANZ Netball Premiership is at the business end of the year as the Pulse. Have already booked a spot in the final. Wednesday sees the elimination final between the Mystics and the Stars. Stars coach Kitty Wills will join our show in heading into Wednesday's game tomorrow evening's game against uh, uh, the Mystics. So looking forward to having a chat to her. And then finals week, Chiefs versus the Crusaders in Christchurch. It's going to be an absolute belter Friday night. Andrew Goodman's Crusaders assistant coach will join us just after 8 o'clock. Uh, leading into that game Friday night, it's going to be whew, a big one. Louis making the trip down, so looking forward to having a catch up with Louis. And look out, yeah. and mimosas. You got the does um does Daisy <laughs> need me to pick up some orange juice for the mimosas or yeah, what? Do you, you just let me know what you need, mate. Just get the orange juice out, mate. Bring a bit of bring a bit of bacon and some eggs. I'll whip you up a nice. You'll across a nice little champagne bricky on Saturday. <laughs> How does that sound? Oh. Woo. 
Ooh. Yeah. yeah, good. <laughs> anyway, to finish the show, the Blackfords gave us a look at this uh, new outfit yesterday evening. Although the horrible conditions, wow, felt for the girls out there. They'll be relatively happy with a 23-10 win over the Wallaroos. One of the standouts was Alana Bremner, the rangy loose Ford, and she'll join the show at about 8.40ish. So looking forward to having a chat to her. Uh, horrible conditions, but got the job done. And some of these uh, comments post it. Yep, they've been given a chance. They want to create a competitive outfit, so some new girls are going to get chances going forward. So looking forward to breaking that down on throughout the show. Like always, give us a call 0800 150 811 on the Kenar Type phone line or text on the Temper Bed Post text machine double eight double three. We've already got a big text coming through for you, Kempe, just talking about the Warriors. I know a doubt we're going to rip out rip into that throughout the morning. But lads, Joe here. Ah, no, no, Joe's away. Joe's away. We've got Jacob, and we've got Kez, and we've got Aroha. Hope you, said, uh, hope you had a good weekend, Aroha. How are you, boys? Yeah, good. Good is good uh, celebrating your birthday yesterday. We did that up here in Tamaki while you were down there in Ototahi. So, um, yeah, man, it was a good good day. Uh, Troy kept up with all the sport yesterday. Man, mm. we, had some, we, had some, we had some talent on yesterday. Did we? What? Not just Joey Johns, but, you know, Louis is going to talk a little bit more about that. And... Uh, what I was really happy about was the was the uh, the girls getting the win against the Aussie Australians yesterday mm. for Wayne Smith. Uh, good start to his tenure, and really looking forward to uh, them. I guess rebuilding or building towards the World Cup uh, under his, under his uh, stewardship. So, mate, yeah, good day, good morning. Geez, funny morning. The boys have been having some funny. <laughs> Funny here. I've seen it. I've seen oh, it, Uncle. Mate, like, you know, just, it's got to take it with a, with a like, water off a duck's back. But the boys have come up with a really good, um, I guess, segment uh, to add to our to our socials. I really enjoyed it, actually. It's been good fun this morning. Yeah, you can head to um, Tony Kemp's Twitter page or the SCNZ Instagram page or our S- uh, Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast Twitter page, and you'll find Kempe Reads Mean Comments. Mm. And... Um, Water off, water off a duck's back. Tell Kimpy, hey, he just he mm. loves it. He takes it in his stride. He's, he oh. loves it. He loves it. I and was, having, know, a, I was he, having a listen. Sorry, Louis. I was just having a listen. I was cracking up, man. You're so funny, Uncle. You, you know what? The first things I realised this morning oh. when I was looking at the Nathan Brown news. <laughs> yeah. I looked up, and firstly, I thought his winning percentage was like 0.3 better than Kimpy's, and I was like, oh no. Oh. And then I realised that the page hadn't been updated. And just quietly, Nathan Brown never coaches again for the Warriors. Our man Kempe's got no longer got the worst winning percentage as the Warriors coach. Let's go! <laughs> Let's, go. Let's break the champagne out us. <laughs> we take a positive out champagne and drink it, mother. <laughs> Let's go! Oh, wow. That's some great stats. Uncle, you must be very proud, eh? Give us oh, mate, speech. the shoulders are 10 feet tall today. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like someone's taking that big, big, heavy weight off my shoulders. Oh, man. In all honesty, we predicted it yesterday. We had a uh, great conversation for about an hour's you know, show, part of the show and just talking about is he going to leave can he last a year blah blah they must have been listening because they've just come out overnight and just said it all they've got a meeting at 9am this morning with the, the owner Stacey Jones being touted and you said to me that Stacey you try and tell him not to but who else is there if he's not going to be there like who else is in there in their own mind would want to take this position on like and oh and i, I, and I, and I love stace yeah look i love stace he's mm. you know he's a champion um i coached him I, he, he was a guy that 
I played in his very first test in England against Tonga uh, in the World Cup in 95 and watched such an illustrious career. And I reckon he'll have a really good coaching career. And I think this is the caretaking position for if it happens today as it's playing out in the press for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. and, and, and he'll know. Like, he'll mm. know it's not his time yet. But, yeah, he'll get some uh, valuable experience because it's, it's very different once you step into those those big boys' pants. And mm. um, a, it's generally really hard coming in on the back of what's already happening to, to make some change. But there'll be a bit of strategy around putting Stace in. You know, he's got a lot of mana and uh, there's a lot of people down in New Zealand that, that love Stace and it'll give them a mm. lift, especially with him coming home. I, I think a lot of it is around the July 3rd um, decision um, yep. for them yep. coming home. They need to build uh, towards that homecoming and they can't come into it by the looks of it uh, without making some changes. So, yeah, interest, interesting we had that quarter all yesterday and mm. uh, how it's played out overnight. <laughs> I was in bed actually getting ready, ready for the show and I think it was like 11 o'clock at night. Do you I'd, sleep? Yeah, well, light. I'm a light sleeper, but 11 o'clock at night my phone goes beep beep like that and I'm thinking... Man, what is it like? Three o'clock in the morning, Louis up. You know he's texting already, <laughs> and uh, it's eleven eleven thirty at night. And one of the boys has said, "Yep, um, interesting league talk this week." And I thought, "Ooh, shit, better get on the socials." Well, geez, I read the socials like, man, even as he actually spoke about that, uh, this <laughs> last night was today, and uh, what an interesting day that's going to be. Uh, and how it's going to play out in the media. So lots to talk about about that today, Izzy, because I'm a, I'm a guy with a glass half full. Mm-hmm. And I want I think, my personal belief, is that Cameron George is a good bloke, like a really good bloke, has been handed an opportunity. And I want to talk about that later on. <gasps> mm, interesting, Uncle. Interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing you off the back fence, mate. Um, and yesterday we spoke about Stacey, and Stacey's the realistic option. But if you don't really want him. You want to you want to help him swim, you know. You don't want him to sink in this opportunity and you know the mana that he holds. Like you're pretty much setting him up to fail. So uh, you know, you know better than me. Is there anyone in their right, in their own right, that will be able to surround themselves around Stacey to help him mould into this position, mould him into this opportunity, because it is going to probably be him. We, we're not going to see Justin Morgan, Morgan take the reins. It's well, going to be him. So is he going to be someone that he's going to bring in? Some old players, some mana, some respect, some you know, just some real staunch ex-leagueys that could come in and just really lay the foundations with him? Yeah, well, you know, the, the Aussie uh, journalists are pretty well on the pulse. You know, they they get information that, mate, even within the club that they don't know is going to come out, and mm. and so if it plays out in the in the press today that Stace actually picks up the the uh, role of the assistant coach, then um, hopefully something you know like going back to get some of the old boys or bring in some some people with a bit of mana um, just to get them through the year will will assist them. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I can hear you there, Kempi. Kempi's lost his mind. Some headphones. He's got some headphones issues. Hey, Izzy, uh, we'll come back to mm. this in a second. Yeah. I actually have a bit of speculation because my my can't wait question of the day is about the Warriors. But can I just can I just do a little bit of speculation with you? Yeah. About something completely different. Completely yeah. different. Okay. The LIV Golf Tour starts this weekend. Oh. This has crept up on us. Scandal. This has crept up on us, and yeah. I think we're going to have to have a big chat about it. So these are the sorts of players we've got playing. Louis Eustace and Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, uh, Taylor Gooch, Martin Kamer, 
Kevin Nah, Ian Poulter, probably, probably Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. Do you know how much Justin Johnson's getting paid to do this? 175 million. 175 <laughs> million. I seen that the other day and I was like 175 uh, million to play like what eight events or something? Mm. And did you know they offered Tiger Woods a gig? Yeah. And do you want to know how much they offered him? How much? High nine figures. Ah? Uh? High nine figures. So wow. what, I, what I want is for you to speculate, what does high nine figures mean? Are we talking like nearly a billion dollars? Wow. <laughs> Look, honestly, when I saw Dustin Johnson's money, 175 million, I was thinking, this is only the start. This is only the start of what's about to come out. Like He's obviously the biggest name at the moment because of what he's done. He's a two-time major champion. Uh, he's still at the top of his game. 175 million. This is only the start, mate. There, there is going to be some big golfers following. And I can only imagine. That would have been a billion dollars. you got the biggest name in golf, Tiger Woods. You get him over line, that just changes things. Do you think the PGA are a little bit worried here? Because well, they weren't before. I, don't, I felt like they, they knew they had the, the backing of the players. Well, Dustin Johnson came out and said he's not going to turn his back about three months ago to the LOV, and now he's just gone bang. Are they worried? Well, I think they're still defiant, but they have to be because so so Tiger was so this is this big article done in the Washington Post where Greg Norman's spoken about and he said we're talking about high nine digits when talking about Tiger Woods. Jack Nicholas was offered a hundred million dollars to do <laughs> to do Greg Norman's uh, job. Tiger Woods says that I think that what Jack and Arnold Palmer have done starting the tour and breaking away from the PGA of America and creating the tour in '68. I think there's a legacy to that, and I want to support it. I've been playing on the tour for the last couple of decades. There's a legacy to it. If I leave, then my legacy is deterred. Mm. And, you know, what What does that mean? Does that, does that say I'm turning my back on all of my lifetime achievements? So I understand mm. that. But I think you're right. I think the PGA Tour is now all of a sudden, because Ricky, Ricky Fowler is the latest guy uh, that might be going, and he's been in a form slant. That's not a massive loss. But yeah. all of a sudden some momentum comes, and they start seeing high nine figures. Mm. Yeah, at the end of the day, like these, these players, it's an individual sport. Top 50 probably get paid really well. Outside of that, it's a struggle, and... They've got money to burn, and they're going to offer opportunities for players that are outside the top 50. They're going to 100% go, but then they're going to offer opportunities to the top 10 players. My, my next one, I reckon that's going to go. DeChambeau. Bryson. Bryson. He's already been touted earlier and obviously got injured and uh, didn't go, but I think he'll be the next big name, and then it's just going to be a flow-on effect, mate. And then it's going to come to a situation because the PGA said that we're going to um, ban them, pretty much ban anyone that goes. Yeah. Will they have to do a U-turn and say, well, they we can't. have to try and work together? No, they can't. They have Not mm. yet. They have to. But does this mean that the majors then become devalued because these players aren't playing in, like, the biggest tournaments don't necessarily have the best names? So, like, yeah. the, the regular PGA Tour, I think, can survive because any given week some players aren't playing. But mm. if they don't turn up to the players... Um, they don't play in the uh, FedEx, you know, these the end of year massive, and I don't know what the eligibility rules are. Here's a question for you, boys. If Ryan Fox said he was turning up and he was playing, taking an offer from LIV, would you would you be disappointed or would you love it? Good on them. 
He isn't really. Like, he, like, from, uh, like he's part of the European tour, and that's obviously with similar to the PGA, so... Mm. Oh, there's, mate, a, uh, there's a couple of there's a couple of conversations in it. One of them mm. is you know in the Tiger Woods conversation is is they've tried to make it out of uh, all about money. Well, what do you offer a guy who's got more money than he than he needs? You know what I mean? Offering him you well, offer you offer him a eleven well, he's a eleven digit and his he's legacy is more valuable than the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, on the opposite um, side of the coin, what happens when you offer you know the Justin Thomases of all the Ryan Fox's that 125 million, and they know they can't make that in their career the same type of money. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a Super League ARL conversation where you're changing blokes' lives overnight. And mm. if you're if you're out there playing the game, and you know, man, I can go and play this game over in Saudi Arabia and look after my family for for life, then why wouldn't they consider it? Yeah, yeah, I think um, scenarios are, are, are varied. Like you got players that have won ton of majors, their legacy. That's going to be their legacy for a very long time. Like I reckon this is going to um, this is going to taint Dustin's legacy going forward. Like seeing him just jump off the bandwagon after his comments three months ago, two-time major winner. He's already lost a sponsorship with the Canadian Bank. I think they've cut him. Yeah, a big sponsor uh, sponsor outfit over in Canada. So yep. they've cut him. So people are are starting to you know, make decisions, and and it's going to taint them. But um, like Kempi said, like these these people got to make a decision. 175 minutes. It's hard to turn your back on that. Let's be honest. Well, Louis, it, it is. Yeah, sure. You? But he is he is Wayne Gretzky's. <laughs> Do you think that they're short on a buck? Like he he is Wayne Gretzky. Did you know that Justin Johnson yeah. is married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter? Yeah, Pauline oh, yeah. Look, I had no idea. So, so it's not like they're short on a buck. Yeah, and do but you not they think... live a lifestyle. That's a big lifestyle to try and upkeep, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you. All right, all it's, right. You know, <laughs> just just before we before we move on from that, it's all about the top, the getting the top names to influ- influence the rest. You know, they've mm. gone after the biggest name in Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods has just done the biggest thing for the PGA and saying, so no way in the world my legacy is more important. You know, they'll have a list and they'll mm. just continue to go down it until they challenge someone's thought process around, yeah. oh, it's just too much to turn down. Yeah, and that's what they've done. I think they shocked a lot of people when they got Dustin Johnson to turn his head before they had to go lower on the list. Can't wait question of the day. Look, that was just a little. It was just a little distraction for me. I saw high nine figures and I nearly vomited, so I just needed. Oh. To, I need to talk that one through. We'll talk about it later in the week, though. Well, let's try to get ch- chat some golf out of uh, the states or out of Europe sometime this week. Can't wait. Question of the day: Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Okay, I'd be crazy if it wasn't about the Warriors because you're waking up this morning. Nathan Brown is pretty much gone. We'll have it all confirmed later today, but for me. Here's a question that I can't quite work out because I don't necessarily think that Nathan Brown is the guy that is going to make the Warriors win. I don't think the next coach is the guy that will make the Warriors win. I am beaten down in my faith. From today, what is the soonest year the Warriors could conceivably finish inside the top four? Knowing that you're about to have a new coach, they're going to come home. The playing roster is a mess. The salary cap is cooked next year, thanks to Mark Robinson and this golden handshake. From today, what is the soonest year the Warriors could conceivably finish inside the top four? Glass half full it, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to say next year or probably the year after that. What is the soonest year? 0800 150 811. Double eight, double three. Can answer our phone line. Temper Bed Post text machine. We'll talk to you after this here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
Well, my can't wait question of the day has been answered emphatically on the text machine. I'm asking you, what is the soonest year the Warriors can qualify for the top four from today? And the, the, with all of the context about their scenario they find themselves in today, about to be coachless, uh, a, a salary cap that is looks like a train crash and just a whole lot of disappointing players underperforming. Kempi, do you have an answer for me? Can you- uh, under, under a lot of ifs under a lot of ifs, if they get it right, if they get the next appointment right. I think they're um, no earlier than five years away and possibly uh, up to ten years from making the four. It's totally different to making the eight. And I think with the roster that they got at the moment, they're nowhere near a four roster. They don't have a decent hooker. That's the first thing. I've always said that. Um, you've got Barnett, Walker, Nakori. Uh, Metcalf, Vulcan, Ussie coming next year none of them are going to really win you a premiership Um, let's be brutally honest Uh, out of all of them um, Walker's the only one that's been there and done it so but you've lost Lodge uh, you've got Adam Fanua Blake and if you know anything about football the front rowers are the heaviest rotation in your squad for the season for the season so you you generally have to have six big boppers running around because you're rotating them all year through injury suspensions and so on. So I think that I think that with all of that as the if in the football side, the biggest one is get the coach. Mm. You've got to get a coach that, that can build a roster and that can build a development um, within the side to actually get you into the top four. And so if, we've seen too many of them go go by the by the wayside. <laughs> so if they do, what's the year? Top four. 2030 yeah possibly and and yep. just and just to before Izzy before I get your answer just to Kempi punch this home you you have said multiple times you don't you cannot win the NRL Premiership without finishing top four well you can't the, you, t- you just have to look at the stats I'm oh, sorry about that I thought you were asking Izzy the question there but um, you can't you've got to be in the top four Top eight is is winning half your game. Like it's sixteen teams, and you got to and you got to you you get it in the top eight semis. I know I'm not a firm believer of the of the top eight semifinals um, system. Mm. You know, I think it should be a top five. So you've got to really reward teams and teams that finish top get a, get the benefit in the system. Not only that, you get eight in the in the semifinals. The top teams are rewarded through to the major semifinals, but generally one, two, three, and four win the games, and and no one outside that has ever won it in the system. Radio Izzy, what about you? Six to eight, six to eight. I'm um, twenty twenty nine, twenty thirty. Um, they've got to get the pathways right. The academy, the twenties. If they've got young players on the radar, you've got to give them time to actually build into playing at top level, and uh, it's going to take a hell of a lot of time. They've got to clear out the whole backroom staff. It's going to take time. So yeah, six to eight probably um, minimum. Well, you guys are probably exactly where I was thinking. I, I think. Six is minimum, eight is Barrowite, is he? Si- mm. Simon says 2100. <laughs> <laughs> Tony says getting Waz Premiership winners 2066 tattooed on my leg tomorrow. Uh, Brian from Christchurch says not in your lifetime. Ian says mm. top four 3019 if they're lucky. And then Surly is equally off his head, says this year, Karen back this week, Adam Fanua Blake next week, never give up. Mm. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> six serious extremes on the Tempe B post technology. Give me a call. I hundred one five zero eight eleven. Conceivably, wins the next year, the Warriors could finish in the top four. I think Izzy and Kempe, you guys are both right. I think it's probably twenty thirty or thereabouts because mm. 
for exactly what you just said, Izzy, it can't just be the coach and the, the, the roster. The framework around the club needs to be drastically changed. Mm. Back after Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand, and we'll go, we'll get some more of your feedback, and then we'll um, have a little loveracing.nz chat, because yesterday, ooh, oh, it was... I, I stayed off it. Damn it! A fill-up. <laughs> <laughs> SENZ 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. When is the next year the Warriors can finish top four? Get your feedback in 0800 150 811. Give us a call on the Kennard's Half phone line. We'll get to some more of your messages shortly. But loveracing.nz is your home for thoroughbred racing. Wowee! If you listened to the show yesterday and you followed Paul Nelson in, you would be a very, very rich person today. Paul Nelson and Corinna McDougall had five of the six first winners on the card at Hastings. And he literally told us that they would all win. You went through those runners and he just said, yeah, this one's going real good. This had ability on the flat if it gets over the sticks. Well, it's a jumps race, so anything could happen, but they're going good. Gee, he was honest, Kempe, and man, they had a day out, like a historic day out. Unbelievable, unbelievable, and all I could think about was Izzy's birthday, <laughs> not the punt, and thanks, Izzy. Thanks for having your birthday on the biggest punt day ever. <laughs> Did you get on it? Nah, mate. I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was too busy thinking about, geez, I'm going to have a beer for Izzy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get on too, and that's probably why they won, but man. Well, I had a look. I had a look at all the names. What a multi. like Nedwin and... Um, what was the other one? The Cossack. The Cossack, mate. That's all one. And I was like, oh, no. Even in, in Serio, the one the last with McNabber, mate. Just everything was aligning for that day. It was big <sighs> Mike. Oh, at least mm. at least you guys backed my best of the day, Joe Legal, right? Mm. Mm. Cult. Cold. <laughs> nah, mate, we're off day off from Is that why the drift went to 680? Because you punter big bloody anyway. boppers didn't run, oh. run it straight at Jodel yeah, yeah. and Gal. What a birthday present is if you got 680. on that. I told you. I know you told me. But I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. And so, with a little bit of playing around cash, on the drift, I got in Sierra at $2.50. Oh, closed at $2.10. I finally got the tote fixed right. And, man, it just was an easy watch in the wet. Nabba just a sit-and-steer job, man. Yeah, no, lovely day at Hastings yesterday. And congratulations to the uh, Nelson McDougall side side team again. They were uh, far too good. They are superb jumps trainers. And, man, some really good prize money to head into that stable for. As he said, it takes twice as long to train a jumps, trainer, jumps horse than a flat horse. Mm. So... They need the cash, um, all of them. And, yeah, an emotional day there because of Toby Ortridge as well, as we spoke about yesterday. So awesome to see uh, the good guys winning yesterday and great that Paul Nelson pretty much just steered us into it. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Loveracing.nz, your home for everything, thoroughbred racing. Uh, I think we're racing at Matamata on uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday. And then this weekend we've got Trentham and Ruakaka from memory so some heavy track racing but they head up north where the track's always a little bit better 
Adam sent us a message on double eight double three. Kempi around the top four scenario? Yeah, top four, top eight is four or five years away the way the roster is currently. They need to stop buying off cuts from other sides. Sounds like a butcher shop, innit? Have a top five coach uh, who 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 <laughs> would would he say? What does that say? Two to three years to bet in a structure. Who would have two to three years to bet in a structure? They're going to need more than two to three years. Um, you know that's a that's a really good uh, text there from Adam. There's another one here, boys. Uh, how good? Brown gone. Christian Wolf would be a great option, doing great things in Super League. Used to uh, used to live in a place that he doesn't live in normally. You know, Aussie, and he's. He did wonders with the Tongan side, which he did. You know, he mm. gets the Polynesian boys, and uh, they've beaten Tonga, all of the three big nations, England, uh, New Zealand, and Australia. So, you know... That, that my... name's been touted quite a few times, Kempi. I've, I've read it quite a few places, eh? Christian Wolf. Yeah. Re- another one who's been touted is uh, Flanagan. There, there's a mm. few on the market. You've got Flanagan, you've got Green. Paul Green. You know, mm. you've got Tuvi. There's a few uh, ex-boys running around. I think I think what they really need to do is sit down and go right. Who's the guy that's going to can be here for ten years? Yeah. Why? Let's look younger. Like I'm sorry, but Paul Green does not interest me. Mm. Like, no offense, he's a smart. And neither does Jeff Tuvey. Like I don't necessarily want the tried and true like the Nathan Brown kind of. What about Billy Slater? Oh. Like look, hey. what, look what English <laughs> cricket just did. Look what England cricket just did when they hit rock bottom. They right. went out and they, they got Rob Key, who was, you know, he's a lateral thinker, goes in a commentary box, and they, they got Rob Key involved. They had Andrew Strauss there kind of overseeing the whole operation. They used, like, smart people like Nasser Hussain and Alistair Cook as advisors, and then they went yeah. and swung for the fences and said, Baz, give us a philosophy that we can take forward. We want to have faith in you, Izzy. Like, what about that? The difference is Rob Key said, yep, here you go. Here's the reins. You can have both hands on them and just unleash. Do what you want. Just turn this team around. Anyone signs this team, they ain't got full reins. They've been told, who's playing? This is your playing roster. This is how your your environment should be. So if the Warriors are going to move forward and they're going to try and encourage a Shane Flanagan or a next, an up-and-coming uh, NRL coach to come over and coach this team, they're going to have to just step back. Mark Robinson's going to have to take a step back and let them coach and let them create an environment that is their environment and not always have someone looking over their shoulder. 100%. 100%. And for me, I know they're talking about the old boys, and I know that Flanagan's on everyone lip, everyone's lips, but Slater makes so much sense. Mm. He's come out of Melbourne. He's touted as the next Bellamy. He's come straight into the Queensland side, and he's created an environment. They've gone from, they've gone from $4 um, easy beats to, to, to $2 favourites just because of the input that he's got in there. He's gone to players like Cam Smith and Jonathan Thurston and convinced them to jump on this rookie coaching team. Not only that, he has an, he has enough power to bring a, a really good players to the Warriors. So mm. he, he, for me, hits all of the boxes, all the criteria. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Completely agree, and I think you're right. That's the right Ooh. sort of name. Uh, 20 from 7 this morning. So much more on the Warriors to come later on. Uh, Richie says 20-32 before we can get to the top four. I think it's in that wheelhouse, Richie. I know that probably sounds extremely sickening for Warriors fans, but if we're being realistic about it, I think it's somewhere in that wheelhouse. 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dag, give us a call. Today, a bonus back, a $50 bonus bet, and your chance to get in the draw Ooh. to go to Willamette Travel. We're doubling up. Willamette Travel, sorry, to the Goldie 500 with Willamette Travel. 0800 150 Come on, take on the Quizmaster. 
hear me asking all these questions on your radio? Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 811, you're mine. It's Quizzy Deck, give it a go. It's Quizzy Deck, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Deck, who knows the most? It's Quizzy Deck, we're going to the go go. All right, all right, all right. Let's rip straight into it. We're going to go to John from Christchurch. Give him the chance to go into the draw to head to the Gold Coast. Courtesy of Willamette Travel. Morning, John. G'day, how are you, Oh, very well, mate. Very, very well. Up and about. I'm ready to get you to the Gold Coast. We'll even give you a chance to go on the draw, okay? You ready? Good job, mate. Good job. Let's go. Here, here we go. How many coaches have the Warriors had? You know one. <laughs> You know two. Uh, <laughs> probably about 20. But, uh, I'll, go, uh, I'll, go, I'll go six. Ooh, way Ooh. off. Sorry. Sorry, John. It's not six, brother. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, we're going to go to Ed from Tolaga Bay. Morena, Ed. Oh, good morning, my brothers. Morning, morning. morning. <laughs> how, how many Warriors, coaches? Man, coaches, man, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, give you a clue. Oh, it's unlucky oh, for okay. most. Unlucky for most. Oh, 13. Yes, bang. Well done. Question number two. How many times have Razor Ray Robinson and Jace Ryan coached the Crusaders together? Every time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Give me a number. answer. Got <laughs> answer. <laughs> All right, Ed. We'll chat to you tomorrow, bud. Mark from Tauranga. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are you? Morena. Very good, Mark. Oh, You'll know. Same as, uh, I'm, no, I'm much the same as Ed. Are you talking about titles or are you talking about games? How many games? How many times have Razor Ray and Jason Ranch, Ryan coached the Crusaders? How many yeah, games? I'm going to need a, a phone of friends here. Oh, this is Shane be. Warne's highest test score. 99. Hey! Here is here, coaching their 100th game this Friday night when they beat the Chiefs. Anyway, question number three. How many, <laughs> how many of the first six races at Hastings did Paul Nelson and Karina McDougall Five. win yesterday? Five. Yep. yep. Bang. Question number four. How old is Lydia Ko? Oh, she was 20. She was, I think she was going to retire when she was 30, 26. Ooh. Not 26. Sorry, Marky, mate. Chat to you tomorrow, brother. We're going to go to Luke from Dunedin, the deep south. Morning, Luke. Morning. How are we, boys? Good, good. How old is Lydia Ko? Judging by that sound effect in the background, I'll go 25 because it must have been close. 25 <laughs> is correct. All right, question number five to go on the draw. Luke from Dunedin. Who won the World Rugby Player of the Year in 2014? 
Oh, I want to say you, but I'm not going to. I'm going to ask trying to think. <laughs> the gas. The what, sorry? The gas. Oh, Brody Retellick. You <laughs> <laughs> must just told him just his given, name, Kimby. Given the answer, wow, Luke. <laughs> Kimby's in a good mood today. Do you know why, Luke? <laughs> Cut it out, Louie. It's because he now no longer has the worst Warriors winning percentage as a coach. Off the back fence. Off the back. Well done. Yes, well done, well Lukey. And for your, for your trouble, Luke, you get a $50 TAB bonus bet as well. Yeah. We did say that. So it's a double up today. Uh, thank you, Kimpy, for the guzz. I mean, if you missed that, you're really, you'd be in trouble if you don't get that one. Right? He said he wanted to say me. Wasn't even close. Had a horrible year that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey. Anyway. Tell you what, though, it was ripped. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time in the gym. <laughs> Wasn't playing. <laughs> Eight away from seven this morning. After this, Kimpy goes off the back fence. That was Quizzy Dag every morning. Thanks to Willamette Travel, we're sending somebody to the Goldie 500. Oh, I wonder what Kimpy would be talking about after this. 15% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just 1869. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, boys, on all accounts, Nathan Brown has probably coached his last game for the Warriors. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, that's right. Another one bites the dust. So here's the thing. Do the Warriors do what they have in the past and hire another coach who ends up in the coach's graveyard? Or do they develop a strategy that brings in a coach who can have a good five years to rebuild the club's DNA and the national recruitment strategy? So what type of coach do we need, you think? Here's my three things that I think need to happen. One, a proven track record. Winning a premiership has to be the number one criteria. Number two is able to manage the owner's expectations and has clear boundaries regarding who leads the football strategy into the future and keeps the owner up in the box. And three, has the ability to work with key stakeholders both here and in Australia to bring the best talent through and to the club. No more hiring mates in key positions. Interesting times ahead. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Is he? Here's a mm. question, brother. Do we hire someone to a long-term strategy, give total transparency to all of the stakeholders, including our, including our supporters, of regarding that rebuild and get buy-in, or is it same old, same old? No, not same old, same old, I tell you. We've got to, we've got to hire people that uh, not have got a non-track record. I like, I like number two when you said you got to give them all the reins. you got to give them... Both hands on the range. You got to tell them that they've got this team. This is their team going forward. Um, yeah, like that's that's what they need to do. And uh, on your number one, uh, your your point for number one, they have to have a proven track record and a winning premiership. I think that's important. But also, if we're going to build, uh, give young coaches an opportunity, they're not going to have that winning um, premiership record, so we have to allow for that too. If there is someone in New Zealand that has a genuine opportunity to take this role up and you see confidence in him, then we have to allow for that, and that's going to build take time, five to six to seven years for them to be able to build and forge their own careers, mate. Loved it. Passionate as always, Kempi. Good work, brother. We're going to talk to you all, mate, Ali Lawatiti, after that. Maybe we pose that question to him. Maybe pose he wants him. to come back. 
Maybe he wants to come back. Oh, wow. Oh, imagine having him on the left edge. Oh. <laughs> imagine him being in the coaching role, mate. Well, we're going to have a chat to him shortly. Ali Lawatiti is coming on the show. If you got any questions for the big man, flick us a message. Double eight, double three, and we'll fire those to Ali. Oh, looking forward to that. Kitty Wills, after that, she is the ANZ Premiership coach for the Stars. They're taking on the Mystics on Wednesday. Back shortly, going to go to McCafe now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building news. Shop Maxi Clear from Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 7 o'clock Tuesday, the 7th of June. Back to Mahi today for most of you. Not us. We were on air yesterday. We had a big show as well. We spoke to Niall Williams, seventh superstar after her comeback. We spoke to her about that comeback and uh, previewed yesterday's Black Ferns game against the Wallaroos. We also spoke to Andrew Joey Johns, the great one. Previewing Origin, Joe spoke about Joseph Suwali, uh, where do the Warriors need to go, taking back the Pacific. Go and have a listen on Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast podcast on the SEN app and you'll get yesterday's conversations. Because if you weren't here, that's understandable. It is a long weekend, big weekend, and you're probably having a nice sleep in. Hope you had a great day. We've got a big show coming up in this next hour. We're going to talk to Kitty Wills shortly. She is the coach of the Stars. They have the elimination final on Wednesday up against the Mystics. So looking forward to chatting to her and then Andrew Goodman after 8 o'clock. I'm going to read this text message and then get over to you, Uncle. Slater, to take over Bal- from Bellamy at the Storm in a couple of years, so there's no chance he's coming back to NZ. Yeah. You reckon, Uncle? No, yeah, definitely a, a mm. contender for the for the Storm job. Uh, they got, mate, they got a very good uh, coaching structure there at the moment, so... Adding Billy to it, uh, yeah, Billy Billy knows Melbourne. That's my point. Bring Billy yeah. to, to the Warriors. Mm. Bring someone from that outfit that, that knows what they're, they're about. Uh, I'll just quickly read this message and then we'll get off to Ali Lawatiti. How about Brad Thorne as the coach of the Warriors? We spoke about him yesterday. Something, how, yeah. How good. Pre- yeah, I could see that, mate. If anyone's going to get change and, well, not really take any crap from the owner, that'll be uh, Brad Thorne. He's pretty ruthless yeah. as they come. So someone like him will be a good fit. And there's another message there from Marcus from Upper Hutt. We'll get to that one shortly. But we'll throw to you, Uncle, to introduce our next guest. Yep, that's right. Whether it's Nathan Brown reportedly stepping down or the foot 
of uh, all the forward pack getting out muscled, it's been a hard watch for Warriors fan and off and off the field this year, on and off the field. One thing we hear over and over is, how do we get the mana of the early 2000s back? You know, our Ali, the big man, the Jordan of rugby league back in the 2000s, his footwork was mesmerising, His the way mm. he held that ball as he was outstanding. Um, loved the bloke, loved coaching him back in the day. He's with us now this morning. Morning, Ali. How are you, brother? Hey, morena, Kimpi. Oh, morena, morena, bro. Hey, good to hear uh, hear from you again, Ali. Good to talk to you yesterday. Mate, what are you up to these days? Tell us a little bit about what, you, what you're up to. Uh, apart from being a Uber, Uber driver for the kids. You're doing some some good work in rugby league too, aren't you? Yeah, I'll, yeah trying to. Just with, um, you know, with Jerry and um, also Carms and now um, one of the... Cliff Thompson. So yeah, just working in the um, well being in education space, especially in um, for NZRO and also um, NRL. But also I do a little bit of um, um, transitional um, work with um, the retirees and some of the players that are transitioning into different phases of their career. Yeah, oh that's awesome, mate. Yeah. Giving back, showing showing people the pathways, uh, not only in rugby league, but um, looking after their mental health and also after football, mate. Um, just want to ask you a question. You've been watching the Warriors. What's your take on it this year? Yeah, no, nah, man. I'm always a Warriors fan. Um, it's always tough, um, you know. Apart from probably playing against the refs, you know. <laughs> you know we always talk about you know that 14th player, but um, but now nah, yeah, it's tough. I know the boys, man. Um, you know, um, doing it tough, but um, I don't know, man. I just I'm a big believer in um, having a Kiwi coach. Um, mm. You know, um, but yeah, hey, um, that's my um, that's my take. But yeah, I, I feel for the boys. They've always got it tough, especially playing it was you know um, away from home. Um, mm. But yeah, man, it's it's like that thing, man. You know, you um, it's your job, and so I'm hoping you know hopefully the boys can put it together. and but yeah, man, the toys that I'm always always got their face for the boys. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to be a hard critic, man. I'm, I was always, you know, I, I was once on the other side, so yeah, you know, me keep you, man. I just try and serve my feet. So I don't want to be too tough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ali, it's Izzy here, mate. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, man, hey, man. bro. Hey, but I'm a fan of yours. Used to lo- I used to love watching you throw that razzle dazzle around. Hey, um, what were your memories back in the 2000s? Uh, we always talk about unleashing the beast, and back when you guys were playing, you were able to do that. What What was kind of like the the feeling like in the camp, and you know what what gave you that ability to be able to play that freestyle of league that made us all Warriors fans? Yeah, apart from keep you showing up. Showing us the videos from uh, back in the Newcastle days and overseas, bro. He used to show us how he used to do it. And so, yeah, um, no, nah, I think it's just that, um, you know, probably like, you know, um, you guys, you know, um, when you you know when you know guys were playing, I think it's just that good camaraderie with the boys. Um, man, we just mm-hmm. wanted to play some footy. And I think, um, I think we, you know, represent our families, but also our communities that we come from, um, you know, um, New Zealand. So I think that was massive. And just... Yeah, um, it was like playing backyard, you know, backyard footy, and you know, if, if you go to the parks around New Zealand, you see all the all the players, you know, um, all, our, all our players throwing the ball around and just having some fun. So I was just going to ask one question again. Uh, sorry, Ali, uh, the, you just no touched worries, on like the, the the DNA and the identity. Like, 
back then, you you know, you had such a Polynesian influence, but you had um, a Pakeha influence, so you had a real buy-in from the culture. It, it, so was there a real huge emphasis on, on the team culture back in the 2000s and, and a real understanding of, you know, where you've come from and, and, and a real buy-in mentality? Um, no, good question, Izzy. Um, not really, to be honest. We just kind of mm. like, I think it was just the boys gelling together. But, um, yeah, and, you know, I think most of us kind of knew each other. And then we had a good um, good mix of um, of age group too. So, you know, we had the old boys, you know, um, kind of guiding us. But I think we kind of just, um, you know, bought in and, you know, mm. um, you know to whatever the, the coach was doing. But also I think it's massive. Eh? I think we definitely need to um, acknowledge our, you know, the, the um, talented whenua and, um, especially the people of this land, because I think that's massive. I think that goes a long way in terms of the Warriors. I think we, you know, especially the mana, we, um, you know, you carry this emblem around and talking about the Warriors, I think uh, first and foremost, we definitely need a kind of, um, whoever the iwi is, or um, man, we need a kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know, just acknowledge them always, but in, you know, not just like a token thing, man, it's just has to be in, in, in everything that we do because that's, yeah. that's I, I believe that's the Warriors' identity, eh? Yeah. yeah, just dead right. As when I when I was coming back to New Zealand, I got uh, a couple of the old boy warriors, Kevin Edel and and Richie said, "Man, there's this kid over there. His name's Ali uh, Lowatiti, and he can play. Man, he's like Michael Jordan." <laughs> um, and I remember getting back here and watching Ali. Um, although he yeah, I had to always yell at him because he was always at the back at training. Um, <laughs> once we once we got him fit, man, he was he was absolutely awesome. And Ali, I just want to ask you the question. Like, you left us too early because I think if we kept you, uh, you would have actually won us a premiership. I think Ali was the, mm. the key to us winning that first premiership. Just just take us back to those days, Ali. Why did you leave? Um, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely my fault. I think I um, kind of lost the passion and also, you know, the drive mm. to you know, play the game. I think it was, uh, I was at the age where... I was, um, you know, hanging out with my mates from school and then thinking, man, shucks, these guys are doing it easy. They don't have to go to sleep early and, you know, um, you know, <laughs> and I could see them eat the KFC and all that, you know, McDonald's all the time. I was like, oh, man, I, I think I was like a, like a, my addict, you know. I was like, oh, man, I want it, I want it. But, yeah, so, um, nah, I think it was just, yeah, it was just me at, at you know, that stage of my life. And, you know, I guess, um, you know, uh, you know, we always get back to, uh, to poor Mick, but Mick had to make his, you know, had to make his, you know, decision as a CEO, and uh, you know, probably miscommunication. But yeah, I funny to say that I, I caught up with Mick, and so he's doing well. And mm. uh, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things in my life, and I think you know, really, um, you know, it was good that, that I did it, and also you know, you know, caught up with you, and and you encouraged me to you know go there, and you said you know if you go there to Leeds, you, you'll see my photo. Hey, Izzy, man, and it's a true story, man. They talk about this guy, hey. Yeah. He said, because I was like, yeah, um, how was Kim? He goes, oh, man, he was the man. Probably, probably the slowest, um, slowest 5'8", but uh, he could be <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, and you went to England, Ali, and you won everything that was on offer, brother. Tell us a little bit about that that, that trip to Aussie, uh, to, to England. How, how was your oh, journey man, over I, there? Nah, it was awesome, man. I think it was good for me and my wife. We and we started a, a family there. But also, I think I just, I kind of just uh, got there at the right time, uh, right place, right team. They were um, starting up, and all the 
yeah, all the boys were, um, you know, fight, you know, we were on fire. So I, I kind of just, it was, it was, you know, that's uh, probably the beauty of team sport. Eh? You kind of just fit in, even when you, if you're playing crap and they're playing well, you just kind of just ride it. So um, nah, everything kind of just jarred together. Um, I wouldn't say I was probably, the, uh, I wouldn't say I was the best, but uh, that's team sports. They eh? keep you, uh, you know, and and Izzy. So um, nah. Yeah, nah, like we, um, team sports, all, it's a funny old thing, mate, but if you are the best, mate. Let's be honest, you had some razzle-dazzle when you went out there. Hey, um, we talk a lot about IP, intellectual property on here, and someone like you with your stature, your mana, your experience, is that something that would entice you to go back to the Warriors? I think you'd be a, a real good fit, particularly for our Polynesian um, boys and, and players and the families, you've got a real family feeling and on the field obviously we know your presence that you'll be able to add on there is that something that maybe could you potentially look at um oh man i'm like i'm because i work for nzrl so i'm i'm normally around there so i yeah and i think you know we definitely especially for uh not only for the wise but nzrl i think we never mm. definitely need to you know tap into um you know ex-players uh man there's yeah, huh. um, so much of um wealth and knowledge but also their stories, you know, um, goes a long way and, and can um, definitely inspire um, our, our players of today. But um, no, so I definitely do, uh, you know, for if the Warriors are listening or, man, hopefully we can tap in our old players, you know, um, mm. there's uh, there's quite a few of them around the Mutu, so good yeah. to, you know, get them and um, show some old faces. But even though probably the kids won't even uh, recognise you, probably their parents <laughs> or their grandparents, but um, it should be all right. <laughs> hey Ali, you're travelling around the around the Mutu like you said, and you're seeing all the players. Have you seen uh, another Ali Lao TD out there uh, in mm. the in the provinces that uh, no one's heard of that you that you think might make it as a as an NRL player? Oh, man, I'm sure there's there's, there's better ones. Oh, you know, there's there's heaps. Like uh, it's funny we've been around. You know, the the uh, well on a well-being waka, just to encourage you that you know um, how important well-being is also and also shining some light on mental wealth, but nah, it's, it's, it's untouched areas, eh? I'm sure you guys know. There's the mm. far north where you know, there, there's a wealth of players that are, that are in the NRL. Um, and also, man, I'm sure there's some um, awesome players in Taranaki. You know, where you from, um, Kempi? Yeah. Um, nah, I think it's those untouched areas that we, they're probably um, NZRL and also, um, you know, um, what do you call uh, selectors or Whoever they're looking out, man, need to need to go there because there's so much talent in New Zealand. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, nah, I'm sure this. Um, I'm looking for the next Izzy man or the next Kim, right? Not, not me, man. <laughs> Such a humble man, Ali. Thanks a lot for coming on the show this morning. Before I let you go, mate, I just want to ask you this question because I know I know you could you could do a good job for the Warriors. Izzy's right. You could go in there and you can teach back rowers how to how to live freely out there and cause havoc. Jeez, remember that remember that uh, try you said. Out of yeah, how how you set that try for Ivan, remember that against the Broncos? That one that's yeah, always played that on TV. Over his head, eh? Un- that's my unbelievable. But what I want to ask you is, is there a Kiwi currently that can do the job for the Warriors and rebuild what we had in the two thousands? Well, oh, it's a hard one, right? You know, um it did, you know, as I said before, it's a team it's a team sport, but I reckon um well, um, oh, there's quite a few. There, my I, I don't want to name any, but um, I feel that there is 
it's just mm. um, getting that culture together. Um, like what yeah. he said, I think a true identity. I think, um, man, I even to the statement, you know, when uh, people come in, I always say, fuck, this should be a poor fitty, a hacker, some sort of, and, and that's what I said before, man, identity is, it's, it's more like a tokenistic kind of thing. You know, you kind of, mm. you can't do this, man. This is, this is New Zealand that we're staying, that we're living in. This is Aotearoa and whoever the, the indigenous people here, man, well, I think we definitely need to acknowledge them properly. Um, I think that's the key to winning a premiership, but also mm. valuing and and looking after people, as we all know, man, in business mm. and sports, if you look after people's well-being, uh, make sure they're, they're well. I'm sure it's like that in the All Blacks. I'm sure um, yeah. our teams will go a long way. So, yeah. Oh, pai tērā. Pai ki te kōrero ki a koe. Uh, I te atanei, thanks for talking to us this morning. Ali, I, thanks, love, Ali. I love your kōrero on identity and, and tangata whenua and, and recognising te tiriti or waitangi. That's the main thing you're talking about. Let's hope the Warriors are listening to this one this morning. Go well, brother. Keep working uh, with all of our young people, making sure that they're safe. And uh, and hopefully one day we will see a replicate, uh, like a, a clone of Ali Laotiti running down that left end for the Warriors. <laughs> Take care, brother. Nah, thank you guys. Bless you, bro. Have a good, have a good day. Cheers, Ali. Legend. Man, wow. legend. Legend. Absolutely. Mm. Mate, they never, ever take any accolades, that fella. Ever. Nah. Ever. No, I remember very when, humble. I remember when he was leaving, him and Jerry at the same time. You know, now it's funny, they're down working together. I got them around home um, the week they were leaving, just uh, told them to come out for tea and just wanted to talk to them and make sure that they're both okay, you know, mentally. Because we're going all right, mate. We, we had a mm. really decent team and, that, and Ali was a big part of it and so was Jerry and... They both signed to go up to England. I just and what I was talking about, I just said, mate, if you're going to go up to England, just go up there and have fun, mate. You know, I said they love Kiwis that go up there with a really good work ethic. Yeah. And I don't know if you followed his career in England. He won everything. Mm. He won every championship. He won Wembley numerous times and represented the richest club up there, Leeds, for a number of years. Got a massive name up there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he's a legend. You're right, boys. And there's actually, a, he, did, he didn't get into it, but I have read before about the story about him literally getting marched out of Mount Smart. Uh, Mick Wallace? Watson. Watson, 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 the CEO at the time, um, pretty much challenged him and said, you know, and, and he, again, being a humble guy there and with years of reflection, said, you know, I wasn't ready for it and I was kind of drifting and, my, you know, I didn't want it enough. But he pretty much got asked, do you want it enough? And mm. what are your priorities? And is it is it your family and is it the church or is it your mates? Is it the way you've grown up or is it the club? And it was a bit of a and I've read that previously. Um, and he actually got walked out of the club. So like a pretty sad end to it. Was, it legend. was mishandled, and he, he wasn't the only one that was mishandled. You know, we needed to manage those younger guys. They were in the mm. early early to mid twenties, and they needed uh, aroha more than anything. You know that they were welcomed, not not the pressure because they could play. Mm-hmm. And they had done, you know, they'd been to the finals in 2001, got a grand final 2002, missed it by one, losing to Penrith in 2003. And um, when, they, when, the, when the, the, the going get, got tough, the pressure was put on them instead of wrapping them up and saying, actually, we've got another three or four years with you. And then yeah. the team just started to get decimated. So it's a, it's a real sad story for me because I, you know, um, always saw Ali, you know, when you got that one player, is he in your team yeah. that you really needed? Back then, Ali Lalteti was our answer to a premiership, and we, mm. you know, what what happened in hindsight when you look at his career in England, mate, he delivered plenty of premierships over there, and he could have done that for us here in the Warriors. Oh, mate, I, I love that. The one thing that stands out is he when he said care and care about people's well-being, and the one thing that really hits home with that conversation is 
you know, the the Polynesian players, they they need a different kind of love, a different care to a to a uh, to a Pakia kind of player or a Maori. Like they all react differently, and it's and it's a real deep in meaning and understanding of what these different players need, you know. And, and that's when I've been on teams that have been high performing. You've got coaches and you've got a management group that have a real understanding of how each mm. individual player ticks. And then you buy in and you you coerce them, you just get around them and you just encouragement. And that's how you get. If you've got underlying care, and that's what I don't see with the Warriors, if you've got a real deep and meaningful care for these people, then you'll get the rewards back. And that's performance. Um, so, yeah. Bang on, Izzy. Look at what just happened with the Black Ferns. And look yep. at and exactly what you're just talking about, the different cultures and the review they went through. What were the findings? Exactly what you just said. 22 minutes past 7. 0800 Ali Lautiti, what a player. What do the Warriors need? You heard him talk about what it was like in Kempi's days back at the Warriors. Can they lean on that? Can they pull from that? Double eight, double three. Get in touch with us. After this, it's our great selection. Izzy and Kempi's ABs 23. We'll announce our first lock, and then the real hard work starts. Who's the second? It's time for the great selection. It's Izzy and Kempe's All Blacks 23. Yes, it is. 27 minutes past seven this morning. Izzy and Kempe's great selection. How many times do we need to tell you? The team that plays Ireland in these June series or July series, they will be, is a team that's pretty much going to be playing in the World Cup, or they'll want it to be. Only 18 tests to go. This is a huge, huge, huge selection. It's the great selection. So we've got our team so far. You vote on double eight, double three, or go to SENZ underscore Instagram and nominate who you would like to have in each position each day. Yesterday, we were asking you for the first lock. Lock number one after we've picked our front row, which is Ethan DeGroote, Cody Taylor, and off for Farsi, and in a landslide. Here's Ritalik again. Oh! Kidding me. No, we're not kidding you, Nisbo. Brody Ritalik takes spot number one, is he? And that's pretty obvious. As you said yesterday, now this is the tricky part. <laughs> Who you got? Who's lock number two? And start your text, double eight, double three, to be packing down in the second row with Brody Ritalik. Mm, that was obviously his try against Australia down the short side dummy when he dummied and ran in. Yeah. Retallica, middle. Oh, I love it. Um, look, yeah, uh, I've gone. I've gone with Scott Barrett. I've gone with Scott Barrett. Um, <laughs> I've I've just yeah I've shied away from Sammy Sammy Watlock. I think Guz is going to take over the lineout calls. So I've gone with Scott Barrett to play lock. That is my choice. Kimpy, mm. wow. Kimpy, what do you got, mate? Stop looking at my notes. All right. <laughs> I've gone for Scott Barrett too. Yeah. But I've gone for Scott Barrett for a different reason. I think mm-hmm. like his age at 28, you know, he's in his prime, can score tries, all that sort of stuff. But I think you need the trio Barrett's in that side. <laughs> well, so I think them. you need muscle from the Taranaki, from the South Coast. Oh, okay. I think you need the three of them because they just live off each other. And in the middle there, we've got the big boy, mm. Mr. Scott. We're in the middle there, we've got the big boy. You know who that is, the number 12. And, of course, we've got the guy, the king, running it, the three of them. Okay. It all happens okay. in threes. Yeah, I like that. I, I, not, I like the reason as well as the makeup of the bench. Obviously, Scott can play six, so that allows the bench makeup to have a bit of a variation there, whether they take an extra Lucy or another lock, whatever. they got options uh, with, like the Crusaders at the moment with David Harvey playing 10. 
they can carry another midfielder. So, yeah, the variations with having Scott there, he can play both positions. Um, and like you said, Uncle, I just think he's he's young. He's going to hit his prime, go to the World Cup. What about you, Louis? You have a little smile there. Who are you going? Well, I just can't see in my head Sam Whitelock coming off the bench. And he's going to be in the 23, so he's going to start for me. And I, I think Scott Barrett's probably still got a bit more of an impact in him to come off the bench. And exactly your theory of being able to go to fill a fill a gap if he had to go to the Lucy's. I think Scott Barrett's the bench player for me. And Sam Whitelock, you want his experience and his expert, like you want him out there as the calm head for most of the game. So that's just me. But I take you, I, I take both your points, and I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer. Double mm. eight, double three. We've already got a, a couple of nominations: James Tucker from Ken, Sam Whitelock, and he is captain. That's from an unnamed text. Leave your name. Who would you like to be in the locks with Brody Retallick? The reason eight, they'll take three. the reason they'll take Sam Whitelock is his lineup defence is world class. His ability to understand, figure out the line out calls and put them under pressure, that's where they'll take him. I just think they're gonna go forward and, and get bring a bit of youth in someone I just think they'll go with uh, Scott Barrett. But hey, could be wrong. They still haven't got a captain. They still haven't even got a captain. Sam Kane's probably gonna be out again, or is he? <laughs> well, hey, in three days time <laughs> no, two days time. Mm. It'll be open side, and that is going to be fireworks. All right, <laughs> the great selection. Head to SCNZ underscore Instagram and nominate or double eight double three. Who is locking with Brody Retallick? Twenty nine away from eight. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ, it's 26 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. If you're waking up, welcome to the show and welcome to the news that Nathan Brown is likely to no longer be the Warriors coach. There's a meeting today, 11am New Zealand time, with Mark Robinson, Cameron George, Nathan Brown. He doesn't want to come to New Zealand, or does he not want to be involved with the rabble, which is the Warriors? Yesterday, well, we talked about exactly this. Do you think Nathan Brown will make the end of the year, Kimpy? No, I don't. Well, you could have told us that he wasn't going to make the end of the week, Kempe. Uh It's it's a pretty shocking move for the for him, I guess. The Warriors will be working through what happens next, but lots of reports saying Stacey Jones will be the caretaker coach. We spoke about the LIV Golf Tournament this weekend. The first event is being played in the UK. And, well, who is the latest mm. PGA Tour player to defect... Phil Mickelson, of course it is, and uh, they reckon the original, the original defector, and they reckon it's for somewhere close to two hundred million dollars. It's a huge pay packet. Phil Mickelson, he's off. He's going to be playing this weekend. It's been a mystery if he was going to play, but was it really? We kind of all knew. Uh, he started with a massive po- an apology for the comments he made about Saudi Arabia, and then he says, "I'm thrilled to g- begin with LIV Golf, and I appreciate everyone involved. I also intend to play the majors." I fully realise and respect that some may disagree with this decision, have strong opinions, and I empathise with that. Well, no, you don't empathise with that because you're actively doing the opposite thing. I have renewed spirit and excitement for the game. I'm incredibly grateful for the support of my fans, partners, friends, and peers. I hope in time those sentiments, relationships, and support continue. So Phil Mickelson is the latest to boycott the PGA Tour, is he? Oh, yeah, well, we've seen that coming. 200 million. 
200 million man that, that's it's a few reasons oh it's a few reasons and it's only the start we touched on it at the start of the show this is just gonna be just a real flow on effect the numbers that'll be thrown out to these players yeah on uh it's gonna be interesting times for the pga the dp tour the european tour see where they go see how they react from this do they come out the only way they can do this and match this is they've got to come out with some sort of incentive or do they go away from history or do they stay traditional and rely on the brand that they've created pga tour and what they've been able to create over the last what 50 odd years or however long the pga has been gone or do they change this the approach because they have got a lot of money and do they have to start offering up contracts like the lrv are doing at the moment to be able to retain and and compete with um with the lrv i think i think the latter to be brutally honest, Izzy, I think I think they're going to have to start offering up more than just a, a legacy of playing in the PGA, especially when players, you know, they're after a big name, they got it with Phil Mickelson. They'll get another one. Yeah. And then what you've got here is you've got the old ARL Super League war on where players are then going to decide who the, who's going to pay me the most money. That's where I'm going to go and play. So if the PGA just think that players are going to sit there and, like you said, under the top 50 and just work their, their butts off to get a paycheck, when this other mob are saying, mate, come over here, we'll give you 20 million. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be a pretty easy choice for if, some of those players to make. If there's a name, if there's one name, give us a text on double eight double three that could really cripple the PGA, oh. who would it be? Great question. Sam uh, outside Sam of Pinfold. Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pinners. But if there's one golfer and they make the move and they get snatched up by the LRV, that would really cripple the PGA. Who would it be? Man, that's a good question. And it, I think it would have been Tiger, but let's take Tiger out of take, it. Take Tiger out. Because he's yeah. already said no. And by the way, Tiger turned down, if you missed this at the start of the show, high nine-figure number. So let you try compute that in the in the meantime. Send us text double eight double three, and we'll read those out. And uh, Jacob Simmons, your number eight, Dean. Dean, we'll do number eight later on. We're after your locks today. <laughs> Stay on task. We're after your locks. Another nomination for James, James Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Interesting, but I hear you. Okay, let's see what you got. After this, it's Kitty Wolves, coach of the Northern Stars on SENZ, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, 22, away from it. NZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SCNZ, 16 minutes away from 8 o'clock. We're not too far away from getting to Kitty Wills. Just a couple of very quick texts. Big Guzzler, Whitelock did play his best game in the weekend, though. In my opinion, they both have to start. Maybe Whitelock mm. comes off after 50 minutes. Barrett will be playing six with Dalton and Blackadder out. Good jumping option. Cheers, Matt, in Christchurch. Don't hate the logic there, Matt. Fair shout. Fair, fair shout. Like, yeah, well, it's, uh, we'll go, you know. We've got some luxury there with, with Whitelock and over 100 old tests and experience. You've got Gaza, you got Tupo Vai, but I think he's more of a six. I like him on the blind side. He, he can play lock as well. you got Josh Lord. Will he be in the mix? Luke Romano <laughs> doing wonderful things True. at the Blues. The big man. But they, you know, roll back the, wind back Owen the clock Franks and go and back. Luke Romano. <laughs> you know, there's options. There's options. But um, Gaza will be there. And wherever they go with... Um, with uh, Scotty Barrett, Sammy Whitelock. Good options. Not a bad thing to have. Anyway, we're going to talk some netball right now. Round Robin is officially over in the ANZ Premiership. And, well, Maya Wilson and her Matariki theme worked the charm as the Stars managed to finish it off. Finish in second place, earning hosting rights for Wednesday night's elimination final against the Northern Mystics, which you will hear live on SCNZ. 
was around like no other for the Stars coach, Kitty Wills, who led her team through, uh, through three makeup games in the final week. What an effort. Kitty is with us now. Morena, how are the spirits in the camp? Morena, Kitty? Morena. Oh, things are, things are good, but we touch wood, you know, with um, <laughs> COVID around. We, we have fingers, fingers and toes crossed that we make it through um, to tomorrow night unscathed. How did the team pull up? Obviously, three makeup games in, in the last wee while. It's pretty tough and demanding on, on the squad. They pull up all right? Yeah, look, we had a few um, we had a few niggles. Um, nothing nothing uh, bigger than what we would normally have towards the back end of the season. But it was a pretty it was a pretty tough finish, and we tried to manage the squad as best we can. Um, but we're looking really good for tomorrow night. Morena Kitty, hey, the Mystics are currently two and up against you this year. Um, you got any thoughts on the turning the tables? What's what's your key this week? Um, well, I think our first game against them, I'm really not sure what ha- happened. We had a bit of a brain explosion and they absolutely smashed us. Um, and so the second game, which Grace Nowicki was on the court, we only lost that by four. And I think um, we showed a few chinks in their armour while she was on there. They weren't comfortable um, and we got our hand to ball, which is always quite a challenge with them. They're one of the most accurate teams in the competition and have been since they've had her in their side. Um, so we definitely have got some things that we know work. And then, you know, um, the next game, they were, were obviously without her, and that was just a whitewash from our side. We just, um, yeah, it was just, a, it's a lot easier to get ball off them when she's not on the court. And I know that they're talking up that they've got other strengths, but the rea- reality is, is that they don't score as quickly and they're not as accurate when she's not out there. So we're hoping for them um, that mm. their entire squad is back because, you know, like they've worked really hard and I'd really hate to be in their position to have COVID hit you at this end of the season is really, really bad luck. We've all had it, but to have mm. it at this time is, is not cool. It, it's been a challenging yeah. year for you as a coach. How have you been able to overcome that and manage the players to maybe keep the morales up? There's so much uncertainty throughout the year, like, you got to live pretty much moment to moment. How have you as a coach been able to manage that and keep keep the spirits high? It, it actually has been um, a very, uh, very big challenge. I think the hardest thing has been um, when, you're, when you're wanting to do combination work or work mm. on your strategy or look at your tactics and you've only got three players that <laughs> can train at 100%. <laughs> um, it's very challenging for us as coaches, and I think we stopped actually, because, you know, you plan and you're organised. I actually didn't write trainings till an hour before training because quite often you'd write it up, and then you'd have to change it four times because people were dropping away um, with, you know, and, and the changes in how we manage covid changed as well so you know if you had a symptom you weren't allowed to come if you you know and then there was the oh, at this stage we're we've got to be 10 days in isolation and then, then the following week we're in seven days isolation so it, it kept changing all the time mm. and so but it's, it's been fine we've just had to really rethink how we keep things interesting at training we've got so few people training but the um the great thing is is that every time somebody new came back from either isolating or illness, 
um, everyone was so excited to see them. So there's definitely not, sometimes at this end of the season, you get a little bit sick of seeing each other. It all feels quite new and um, exciting. Mm. We're back all together because we just haven't had that much of it this year. Oh, that's really good to hear that you've, you're, you know, from a coaching perspective, that planning and that still going on and only having to work it out an hour before training is a tough gig, Kitty. Hey, <laughs> just tell me, like, I come from a Nepal family. My mum played right up, you know, great great Nepal right up until she was 55. I don't know how she done that. I couldn't run when I was 32. Um, <laughs> but what what is what is the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest development in the game uh, that you've seen this year? What part of the court has developed the most that we all need to be aware of? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I think, um, you know, everyone always talks about the bookends of the court. They're the ones that um, have the most exciting jobs because everything um, defensively is set up so that the pressure builds and the um, goal D and goal kick get all the glory. Um, and then likewise, down the other end, everybody notices the shooters and how much they shoot. Mm. I think um, what's really big in our game at the moment is the number of quality mid-quarters out there. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for the Silver Fern selectors and coaches to pick the mid-court because there's just, in every single team, there there are really nice players out there. And I think um, for us, you know, someone like Mila Riolu Buchanan, she's always been a sharp feeder. She's beautiful on attack. She does some great moves. Um, but she's lifting her game defensively. And then you've got someone like Kate Heffernan down south who could be an outside chance. So I think um, keep an eye on the midcourt. They do, um, mm. their work sometimes goes a little bit unnoticed, but they're all working on their skill set in terms of how to beat the defenders when they're attacking and then looking to pick up their game in the middle of the court. Oh, that's that's all. I look. I love the midcourt. I think you know. I can't believe how fit those guys need to be. Um, getting around, you know, and all that speed and stop and start and man, what a tough gig. Hey, Kitty, just one question, short question before we let you go. From the coaching perspective, where where is the innovative thinking come from your from your coaching over the the next five years? What do you think a part of your game that you need to work on to, to remain at the top? Yeah, I think um, we'd really like to look at some innovation. I think this year has been quite challenging um, because, you know, you just really want to do the bread and butter well because you've had so much disruption. So it's been quite difficult um, to add that in. I think what I'd like to have a look at um, a little bit closer is we talk, we look at getting the ball off, off um, the shooters and things like that, you know, at the catch point a lot. Um, I'd like to see, particularly in the New Zealand game, a lot more focus go on the point of release. So where it leaves the players' hands, what are we doing about that and when are we attacking it? Mm. It's not a new thing, but it's Mm. certainly something that defensively New Zealand players don't do as much as they do Aussie counterparts. And I think we've got to add that to our game because the the reality is shooters are getting taller and taller and taller, mm. and if we leave it up to our poor old goalkeeper at the back to keep trying to out-jump them, um, we're not going to have much success. So we've got to look at ways, better ways of getting that ball early. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful, Kitty. Oh, we appreciate you coming on, <laughs> Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast. That finer details, You, uh, I talk to a lot of young kids when I'm at training camps, and they think the All Blacks do these magical moves. No, you just train the basics, and you train the basics to be the best <laughs> in the world. That's what it's about. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good Thank luck you. on Wednesday. and uh, good.
Good luck for the Stars. Stars Pulse final, I'm predicting. Well done. Thank you. Hi. Like it. Thanks, team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, hopefully, you should not fall on your punting. She wouldn't like that. Whoa. Whoa. Keepy. You've had one fill up. Just <laughs> ask me. Oh. oh. <laughs> hey, Stop it. Boys, calm. Seven away from eight. Back after this, and Izzy's got something a little bit special for us. And there's plenty more of your texts on double eight, double three. Into Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy's bomb squad. The Black Ferns, I guess when you think about last week's momentous moment in history of New Zealand rugby and the signing of the Silver Lake deal, you instantly think of the benefits that money will do for the future of New Zealand rugby. Money invested in the right areas will instill a bright future for our national teams. One of those teams I feel has a new aura and presence about them is the Black Ferns. After enduring a big past few months of changes and reviews, yesterday we got to witness them finally doing what they love. Wayne Smith, Alan Bunting, Wesley Clark, Whitney Hanson with a slice of Ted Henry on the side unleashed their first side that took on the Wallaroos and horrible weather in Tauranga. Although the weather tainted some exciting rugby, the evidence is there that the changes and resources pumped into the Black Ferns outfit will ensure they have the best chance come World Cup. We've seen signs yesterday that things are heading in the right direction in such a short period of time, but the one thing that is very evident and is probably the most important thing to have is belief. This team believes that what they Smithy and Co is creating is going to transcend into something greater. Belief is one thing, but a collective buy-in is another. And from what I'm hearing and seeing, that makes me excited for the future of this team. I'll leave you with this. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. There Man. you go, Black Ferns. They're back. They're out there showing good signs. We'll carry on the rugby theme. We're going to come back and have a chat to Andrew Goodman, Crusaders' assistance coach. Whew, had to get that one in quick. Anyway, going to go get a coffee. Be back shortly. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, the 7th of June. It's just after 8 o'clock. Had a huge hour. Started that out talking to Ali Lawatiti, ex-warrior legend, 2000s. Over, the, over his head to Ivan Cleary under the sticks against the Broncos. Memory that sticks in my mind when you think of Ali Lawatiti. Go over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast podcast and have a listen to that. It was great to catch up with the big man. Coming up, we're going to talk some rugby. I just spoke about the Black Ferns and uh, that huge occasion yesterday afternoon in Tauranga. They took on the Wallaroos and I'll read this message from Richie on the rugby yesterday. How good was it seeing players in a rugby test match covered in mud and where the tight five get to go at it? 
are the superstars. The front row that came on in the second half for the Black Ferns was awesome and laid the platform for the comeback. And that is from Richie. Yeah, I totally agree. And later on this hour, we're going to talk to Alana Bremner. She was playing number six. She was a loo uh, loose four trio, and she had a big game yesterday afternoon. So looking forward to chatting about that shortly. But coming up, we're going to talk some rugby. I'll read a few messages for you, Kemp, because the Warriors chat has been flying. I think they need a total coaching staff clean-out. Stacey Club legend. He is not the guy to get us out of this. If he gets the head coach job, we will have another couple of years of mid to lower table. What coaching options are out there? Madge, Tuvi, Blackmore. That's yeah. from Vish. Yeah, talked about a few of those. I think we've named you know, a number of them. It would be interesting to see where they go as. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Eh? Look, the, the only realistic option is Stacey Jones. But if we... Again, like Shane Flanagan has been touted quite a few times. Christian Wolf from over in, in the UK potentially coming in. Um, you know, could Shane Flanagan, you, you think oh, he could fulfil that role? Oh, 100%. You know, the thing with Shane Flanagan too is he brings a mm. halfback. His son comes along with him and Kyle Flanagan, a yep. decent, decent footballer. Um, mm. And But the thing with Shane Flanagan too is that being at Cronulla won them a premiership first. You know, the Warriors haven't had one in, what's this, 27 years. Um yep. You know, I think I think Cronulla like doubled or tripled that before they'd won mm. a premiership. So uh, he can he can do the job. Um, I, and I and I'm guessing that you know they're talking to him. Mm. Well, Mark's Mark's on the same page. Hey boys, I don't know if it's been said this morning, but I think the Warriors need to go after Shane Flanagan. He's the coach they need. That is from Mark. Appreciate all your messages coming in. But right now, we're going to talk some rugby. It's a big big week of rugby. Two Degrees is the super network behind super teams, and this Super Rugby Pacific's debut season is down to its final four between the Crusaders, Chiefs, Blues, and Brumbies. Boy, have we had some champion teams throughout the years. Friday night sees the Crusaders host the Chiefs, who are the one of the teams to tip the red and black machine up this year. Unusually, they did it in Christchurch too. So Andrew Goodman be well aware that of the threat that the Chiefs pose this Friday, and he's on the line now. Morning, Goody. Morning, Izzy. How are you? Very, very good, mate. Thanks for joining us. I know it's your, your day off, but in the coaching role, there's no days off. Am I right? You're right, mate. You're right. <laughs> Up early with the boys here. They've been charging around, so i uh, been trying to chip away a little bit of work in between, but not much success yet, so we'll, uh, we'll have to head away soon. All right, mate. Friday night, had a big game against the Reds. Got that job done. That job's over. You're looking to the Chiefs. How's the week been? You've had uh, yesterday's training and then day off today. How, what was what was yesterday like? Just the boys pull up well after Friday? Yeah, they did, mate. Yeah, it was great uh, having that Friday game, you know, because the mm. Saturday, Sunday to refresh and get away and do some um, different stuff away from rugby. So that was awesome. And, you know, Christchurch put on a stunner yesterday, eh? Yeah. Were you around? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it's always, it's always yeah. good for the spirits as well. But, the, yeah, the boys trained well. Yeah, um, good. You can see the sun in the background here at Izzy's, in Izzy's uh, pool house coming streaming through his window, so it looks like you're in for another good day down there. Hey, Blackadder's out um, on all accounts. There's no there's no likelihood of him coming back. What's what's the what's the um, the likelihood of filling that spot and getting the job done like he normally does every every week, weekend out for you? Yeah, well, yeah. It's firstly, real gutted for Ethan. He's been massive for us this year. Such a big part of our team and the yeah, someone that the boys really love, so we're um, really all disappointed for him uh, not to get the chance to play this weekend. But, you know, we've got um, good depth in the loose four trio there. 
guys like Tom Christie, who played some outstanding rugby through the start of the season, every time he's got an opportunity, really. So, um, Corey Callow, another young fellow that's mm. taken his chances when he's been given them. So, uh, pretty happy with the depth we've got there. Hey, Goody, where do you think the, the team's at in terms of uh, of the, the game the game situation? I think for 50 minutes, it was a real dogfight on Friday night, but then that last 30 just really turned up, uh, you know, put the pedal to the metal and just really turned the, the volume up. Mate, where, where do you think uh, the boys are at at the moment in terms of heading into the semi-final? Yeah, I think we're in a good spot. You look like finding a rhythm around, um, you know, just that we've been able to select the ta- same team for the last couple of weeks now. So yeah. getting a getting a bit of rhythm going. Um, you know, these these finals are all going to be the same. Like as you said earlier in the intro, the Chiefs Crusaders. There's um, some battles, man. You know, every every time we play mm. these boys, it's a it is a battle. So we're going to have to. Go, you know, 80 minutes, the old cliche, but it is going to be one of those games this weekend, I, I feel, and uh, both teams are going to be right up for it, and it's going to be, um, yeah, pretty physical, uh, pretty tight battle. It's going to come down to those small moments, as these games always do. Where do you think the Chiefs will try and target? Do you, what, what are you expecting from from a, from a Chiefs outfit coming down? With uh, They've already come out in the media and said they don't fear going to Christchurch. They're right up for it. Well, you know, they've got a strong presence around the breakdown. They're, they're a good breakdown side. Um, kick really well through through their nines and tens. And, you know, they try and play in the right area of the field. So um, we're going we're gonna to get match pressure on those kickers. And we've got to be, mm. you know, winning races and being smart around our ball carrying clean. Hey, Goody, what's, what's the um, the spirit like? You know, obviously a tough game, like as you said last week, getting away uh, with it at the back end of it. But what's the spirit like? Is everyone feeling fresh? They're looking forward to this game against the Chief, even knowing that they lost the last one against them down there? Yeah. Yeah, no, as I said, like the voice, there's no uh, lack of uh, motivation in these games from both sides. So um, one apiece this year and... Um, yeah, great to great to meet them in a in a final match which is going to decide who who goes through to the final dance. So mm. um yeah, we're gonna ride up for it. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. we I'm gonna be there in the stands up and watching it and enjoying it, mate. Hey what about the the whole makeup of, of the bench? Um I know you've got David Harvilli, his importance for the team, his ability to be able to cover that, that uh that ten position as well. So you know, how do you select? What are the things you looked at? Look at when you're going into games. You know, the the importance of the makeup of the bench. Uh, you know, key position, position position specifics and things like that. Yeah, it's been a headache, mate. There's been some uh, mm. some long, long discussions around the around the selections, both last week, um, heading into this week, and I'm, you know, some guys have really put their hand up, and Fergus really unlucky to miss out uh, last week after two. You know, yeah. strong, really, really, really strong performances. So, you know, he's back at, right back in the mix um, conversations again this week. We've got you know, guys like uh, Braden, Bridgie that have, mm. you know, two All Blacks that are on the bench again that are putting their hands up for selection and in the in the starting fifteen. So every week we're just <laughs> some sleepless nights, <laughs> the big discussions going around. You know, because all these guys would love nothing more to be involved in these games and um, it is a hard one going in on Monday morning and, and telling some guys that they're not going to be involved or um, but you know the the environment we've got down here they'll they'll be disappointed but they'll get stuck into their week as well and make sure they set the team up as best they can 
Mate, oh, one of the selections that's probably not a hard option and a hard decision to make is probably Leicester Fying Anuku, mate, on the, on the wing. Uh, he's been performing for the last two to three years, mate. And for you, he's been a part of your Tasman outfit. How proud are you to see his kind of um, transition over the last couple of years to become one of the top wingers going around at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty awesome, mate. The consistency he's played with this year has been, been pretty outstanding, I feel, and he's, um, he's just going straight to strength in some of those little areas that he probably needed to tidy up over the over the last uh, year or so. So they've mm. been improving week in, week out. And he's such a great watch, isn't he? Powerful. Uh, I think he said earlier in the year that he just, he just enjoys playing the game. So he's got a smile on his face. And Centre or wing, Goody? Centre or wing? What do you reckon? He'll, he'll, he'll push his way <laughs> into centre um, in the next couple of years. I reckon he'll, he'll keep moving in. I think he's um, on the wing now. He's mm. loved that he can just roam around and pop up wherever wherever he can and um, that's a real strength of his, his work great off the ball and, and you know coming into random positions that wing, wings, that wing position allows um, yeah. I think yeah moving forward down the future I think he's going to be a very good centre Love your chat Goody love your chat, hey I want to ask you a question what's your, what's your favourite music, Like, what's your favourite song you, you listen to coming into the semi-finals oh. mate that gets you motivated Oh that's a question <laughs> <laughs> that is a question. I've got a pretty mixed uh, music, um, but I'll, I'll go. Um, I like to just be chilled game day, so I like a little bit of Elton John. Probably moving into the stadium, I like just chilling out to a bit of Elton, and then maybe uh, a couple of beers afterwards. It would be a bit, bit more upbeat. upbeat. <laughs> cheese, cu- cheese cutter on or off? Cheese cutter will be right on, mate. You know the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Hey, goody, we're going to let you go shortly, but. Uh, big big weekend for for two of your mates, Jace Ryan and and Razor Ray, coaching their not hundredth uh, game this week, mate. Tell us about that that occasion for those boys and how have they been this week. Let's let's be honest, have they been real peacocks or what? <laughs> they haven't been gee wasn't too much around to be fair. They've you know they're just going around their work. It actually hasn't been mentioned. I heard it over the speaker um, after the game. And they've been pretty quiet around it all week, but I, the boys are aware and they'll. Uh, They'll have that each little bit of motivation for those two great men of our organisation who have done, you know, both came in together in um, 2017 and have done an amazing job at uh, just creating the environment that is that is it around at Rugby Park for, for the whole organisation. So I've got massive respect for for both men as workmates, but more importantly, friends uh, away from rugby. Two two great men, as you know. Awesome, awesome. Oh, uh, absolute champions. A bit like yourself, Goody. Appreciate you coming on the show, mate. And uh, good luck Friday night. Myself and Louis and myself will be there in the stand. You'll probably hear us, mate. So good, all the best, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, enjoy, mate. Good to chat. See you, lads. Here he is, Andrew Goodman, <coughs> Crusaders assistant coach. Doesn't give too much away, no. does Goody? No. But that's okay. Can't share too much. He knows the... I was waiting for the theme question. Mate, we know what the theme is. What is it? What does it We know what the theme is. The graveyard, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, the graveyard's not that scary at the moment. No, that's the Chiefs. (laughs) That's the Chiefs, mate.
Oh, they're gonna they're gonna bring bring you to the graveyard. They're gonna bury you. I reckon it's no just chance. crusade on, is he? Don't overthink it. It's hey, what have we done for ninety nine games? We have coached this team. We've won titles. What has this mm. franchise done in its twenty odd year, twenty four year history, whatever it is? Won titles. Mm. They say the number thirteen is unlucky. Well, not yep. this time around. The thirteenth championship in honor of Toddy Blackadder, in honor of Ruben Thorne, oh, in go. honor of Play Andy Ellis, White Crockett. <laughs> do, 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 do. Nah. Hey, young, you should come down. Hey, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Okay, imagine that. <laughs> They're not in the graveyard. <laughs> oh, I'll say. Well, you got you guys. The Blues managed to escape the funeral on Saturday night. They played really well. I can't mm. see the Brumbies touching the Blues this weekend. I, I, I can't. I, I actually thought the Highlanders would have better chance to knock. I thought if the Blues got through that quarterfinal game. Mm. They got their finals nerves out of the way. They're not going to be scared about the the Brumbies at all. They they went over there and beat them without, mm. uh, you know, without their best player. Um, yeah. So I think the Blues are I think the Blues are going to be waiting for the Crusaders or the Chiefs at Eden Park. And I don't think the Crusaders or the Chiefs will either of them will care about going to Eden Park for the no final. No way, mate. The Crusaders won a final in Johannesburg. Mm. So they don't care, and the Chiefs love heading up the road over the Bombay's. So this weekend, the Crusaders Chiefs for me is that it's it's the most important game of Super Rugby we've had in a wee while, actually, probably a couple of years. Well, it's a you home know? it's a home game for the Crusaders boys too if they make the final at Eden Park. I mean, most of them All Blacks. You just heard a bit of breaking news there with Goody too. He probably didn't mean to say it, but he told us the makeup of the bench. <laughs> Did he? You just listen quietly, Bridgie. And Enel on the bench again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Two All Blacks on the bench, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Look a little bit closer. Now, look, it's going to be a huge game. Friday night. Uh, look, the Chiefs, they know that they can come down here and and get the job done. They've done it earlier on, and they've seen the Blues do it. So the scare factor, that's, that's passed. But these are just, this is when they just turn up again, turn it up a little notch. Just go again and go again. I'm looking forward to it. But you're right, the Blues, mate. They, this is theirs to lose. They, just, oh, this, <laughs> yes. is theirs, this is theirs to lose, eh, Kempi? Honestly, this is theirs to lose. Don't try and, don't try and give them the favourites tag. You know, yeah, Crusaders, favorites, Crusaders can't go in with five Paulie championships Mwate and call the Blues on. a favourites. Paulie Moati will come on. A dollar, what are they? They'll be a dollar ten. They're a dollar one. They, They'll they, be a dollar mate, ten. They they They've got Luke Romano, man. Like, they can't lose. They've got the best ten going, but a Bodie Barrett playing out of his skin. Yeah, Richie Monga. Akira Yuani. Yeah. Richie Monga, he loves that. He loves being the underdog for once. Mm. This is great. Oh, this Flying is. Flying under the radar. This is brilliant. We're way under the radar. First time in our history. Um, two degrees are the super network behind the super teams. Proudly supporting super rugby teams in their search for Pacific dominance. Okay, this is cool. Let us know who you're supporting this weekend. Crusaders, Chiefs, hey, if you're in Canberra and listening, the Brumbies or the Blues, text us on double eight double three the team and your name you're supporting, and you can win a prize pack for that team thanks to Two Degrees. They are massive supporters of the competition, and we've got some kit to give away. Double eight double three. who's your team? 
Who are you supporting? And what's your name? 20 away, 20 past eight, I should say. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day after this. It's Paulie Mawadi to tell us the Blues are a dollar one favourites to win it all. Alana Bremner before the end of the show as well. Still heaps to come. And Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Right now, France is leading Croatia in the World Cup final rematch in the UEFA Nations League. 1-0. We'll uh, update you. That's into the last 10 minutes. We'll let you know who wins that game. Great to see Luka Modric getting around. And Brad says, real left field here. Chiefs versus Brumbies final could possibly be because of my hatred for the Blues and the Crusaders. <laughs> what are they? I just don't understand why they hate the Crusaders, eh? I do. I get it. Hate greatness. Yeah, no, I just yeah, don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, the bookies. I wonder the bo- if Paulie hates us. Yeah, he does. I, I just think I, I think a lot of them just get headaches from looking at the don't know which eye to look at because it's such one eye. <laughs> you know, so you know when you you know when you got a guy that cross eyed, you don't know which eye to look at. Oh. I think everyone's just sick of the headache. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that and all our titles. Uh, the Crusaders are two dollars forty, and the I'll Blues. Uh, odds on, Paulie. The, the Blues are odds on. They're in Zaki territory. Ooh. Oh, he's cursing. He's cursing. We're, we're just hoping you put a, you tip them out, Louis. Do us a favour. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, man. Would I do that? Would I tip the Blues if it meant the Crusaders were going to win a title? Would I sacrifice saying I think the Blues are going to win? He, no. won't, he won't need to, Paulie, because the Chiefs will be in the oh, final. <laughs> Well, I can tell you there is a whole heap of support for the Crusaders in that semi-final match. They're currently a dollar thirty. The Chiefs three thirty. Ninety-five percent of the turnover in that head-to-head market on the Crusaders. Smart. Um, just, just having a little look down the page here. There's a five thousand uh, dollar double on the Crusaders to win. Um, the first league is already in. It was Rafael Nadal minus two and a half uh, games uh, against Casper Ruud. So. Five thousand uh, dollar double oh, on the money. Crusaders to beat the Chiefs. First league's already in. There's a seven thousand dollar multi on uh, the Crusaders, along with the Blues and Rafael Nadal to win the first set. Um, so, yeah, it, it is almost one way traffic in terms of that Crusaders Chiefs match. They love the Crusaders at the moment at a dollar thirty. Mm. Yeah, and you know, it is. In finals footy, home, as Izzy will tell you, finals, the home advantage is a massive thing. It's not necessarily the same as going down there in the regular season and winning. The screws are tight, and so it's a little bit different. It's not surprised to see that cash. Paulie, what about this punter that won 180 rack over the weekend with like a seven-leg racing multi or eight-leg wow. racing multi? Did you see that? It was incredible. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't see him place it, uh, but yeah, I've seen, I've seen the result. Crikey. That's that's fantastic. You want to get him on the show. How did he do that? Who is he? It's not me. Or is he? Or Kimpy. Because <laughs> just asked me, he just asked me to place, not to win. Oh. Well, that was a nice little Cornella, that one. A Musée Moi and just asked me. Don't care. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. I'm um, just having a look at the state of origin as well and I can tell you it's almost one way traffic there as well they're all over the blues New South Wales $1.63 they love them cannot get enough of them had a $5,000 bet at $1.63 there are a number of uh, $5,000 and $3,000 multis that include the New South Wales team not a lot of support for Queensland 
at $2.23. And on the point start, New South Wales minus 3.5 has also been very well backed. Surely Queensland are a wee bit of a chance with the, the sort of, I guess, the rookie centres. Mm. I'm sure we're going to see Crichton start. I think I think Freddie Fittler's just playing a few games with us here. He's going to be starting in the centres, I'm pretty sure. Queensland are a chance, aren't they, at 223? 100%. Get on Queensland. I think, I, I, yeah, I just think the the, um, the Penrith factor plays a big part of the, the New South Wales decision because they're at the top of the table. But, mate, Queensland have picked a decent team. They ain't got to lie down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like what you say. I'm, I'm waiting for them to drift a wee bit and then I'm jumping on. Because if the, the money continues to come for New South Wales, bookies will be forced uh, to trim them in and drift. Queensland out a wee bit, then it's time to pounce. I like what you're saying, Kimpy. You are the bookie, Paul. Don't talk, don't say bookies <laughs> in third person. Like, you, you, don't, you can't trick us. You can't lull us. In. You, you, you're not one of us just yet, mate. Come on. Yeah. Hey, what about? Do you guys have a book open for the LIV Golf? Uh, let's. Uh, we were just talking about that this morning, um, and I don't think there'll be any surprises that Dustin Johnson will be the favourite there. Yeah. Uh, but I believe that book. Will probably be open later on today. Awesome. Hopefully. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's very exciting. Yeah. It'll be good to see all the players stacked up and, and actually have a look, and it'll feel like a real sporting event. Very strange times in the golfing world, as you would know. Paulie, great to chat. TAB.co.nz or download the TAB app today uh, in your app store, and you can bet wherever you like on the go. Before the end of the hour, Alana Bremner. She was so good for the Black Ferns yesterday. The Lucys, in general, played wet weather footy. They were industrious. They were strong. They were fierce. So looking forward to catching up with Lana Bremner before the end of the show. We'll have some new sports news highlights after this. But here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand and Croatia. have tied it up at one all against France in the UEFA Nations League. There's three minutes to go. Update you on the score after this. SCNZ, we are 26 and a half away from nine. Here's a text from Carlos. Oh, he's been on a heater the last couple of days on double eight, double three. Morning, boys. The difference between the Blues and the Crusade is one is an elite team. The other is an elite club. An elite team playing elite rugby and an elite club wins super rugby titles. <laughs> <laughs> Shot, Steve. <laughs> Carlos, eh? Give us a call, Carlos. Kempi wants to chat to you. Come, 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 to the rugby, come to the rugby with us on Saturday, Carlos. Yeah, what are you doing Carlos? Friday? <laughs> Do you want to come hang out? Croatia-France still won all into stoppage time. Andrew Goodman is the assistant coach of the Crusaders. He joined the show to start the hour, and he previewed the, the semi-final against Crusa- uh, the Chiefs. We've been able to select the t- same team for the last couple of weeks now, so yeah. getting a getting a bit of rhythm going. Um, you know, these these finals are all going to be the same. Like as you said earlier in the intro, the Chiefs Crusaders. There's um, some battles, man. You know, every every time we play mm. these boys, it's a it is a battle. So we're going to have to go. You know, 80 minutes, the old cliche, but it is going to be one of those games this weekend. I, I feel, and uh, both teams are going to be right up for it, and it's going to be um, yeah, pretty physical. Um, pretty tight battle. It's going to come down to those small moments, as these games always do. 
And it is a cliche, but I can totally sense this game going deep into the 70-somethings and mm. everybody being on the edge of their freezing scaffolded seats, is he? Yeah, it's, it's, he just touched on I remember vividly, like uh, 2018, we played the Chiefs semi-final down in Christchurch and uh, freezing, freezing night, raining. It was like two points in it to about 60, I think it was. And then they dropped the ball with Jack Gould, who kicked it through. Aaron Cruden uh, passed it to James Lowe. James Lowe went to kick it. And Richie Moonga punched it out of his hand, and, I, and then I got it and went in and got a little meat pie. But those little moments, like it was pretty touch and go. And there was one time when the Chiefs just switched off the Crusaders' pounce. So, mate, he just touched on it then and there. Just little moments, winning those little inner battles go a long way this Friday night. Yeah. Hey, mate, just uh, I played softball with uh, Aaron Cruden's old man, Stewie Cruden. Yeah, Stewie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's a good rugby player, mate. Played flanker for Clifton. Down in down in Waitara, he's he, mate, good man, Steve mm. uh, Stewie Cruden. He's uh, and a decent softballer too back in the day. Yeah, no, he's a good man. I've got a lot of time for Stewie. He's got a proud uh, member of the Terradale Club in Hawke's Bay. So uh, yeah, looking forward to Friday. Keep those messages coming through. There's a few for the probably one or two for the Crusaders, but everyone else is down <laughs> the Blues and the Chiefs. Hey, <laughs> oh, listen, this one. I live in Christchurch and I can't stand the Crusaders. Why, Daisy? Can you say why? <laughs> Leave your name. Why? She did. Elaborate. Elaborate. Who are you? What about this? Is Justin Marshall hosting this morning? No, it's literally Israel Dagg who played for the Crusaders about Got the same eye patch on. So, so very similar though. All right, 23. And if you're talking about me, no, I just, I just grew up. Didn't I? 23 away from nine. Alana Bremner. She was huge yesterday. Uh, so were the Black Ferns. It was how good was it to have afternoon test footy? Boys, afternoon mm. test footy. It's a shame the park was underwater, but man, it was cool. And they really muscled up in the second half. So we talked to Alana Bremner about where the Black Ferns are going after this 23 from nine. Yes, we're coming up to 18 away from nine before we hand the baton over to Ian Stockley-Smith to carry you throughout the rest of the morning to lunchtime. Then Staffy will take you to the drive show. Uh, big Big uh, couple of minutes left for us, though. We've got Alama Bremner. She's part of the Black Ferns outfit. How good was it to have some afternoon test footy in New Zealand yesterday? Although the game was pretty much played underwater, the Black Ferns showed glimpses of what potential they have under Wayne Smith's management. Our Lucys were huge in the wet. Alana Bremner was everywhere and even got a meat pie to celebrate about yesterday. Alana's on the show. Morning, Alana. Good, Izzy. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. Thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, mate, how'd you pull up? How was yesterday's uh, big occasion in the afternoon? Not ideal weather, but good to get the win. <laughs> yeah, no, yesterday was an awesome day. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming to play on home soil, so it was a pretty special day for all the girls. Obviously, you had a lot of debutants. We had seven in the mix um, and a really special occasion for Kendra Coxage becoming the most catched Blackburn. So heaps, heaps to celebrate and lots of excitement yesterday yeah. for sure. 58 times she's worn the jersey, Kendra Coxage, mate. Tell us about her influence in the, in the team and around. Is she a bit of a grump? Is she pretty demanding? What's she like in, in, the, in the environment? Uh, well, she, she is amazing. She holds the high standards, so maybe that's where you got that from. But <laughs> she's, she's huge. Um, you know, we were joking yesterday, there's girls that... Um, were four, I think, when she had her first test cap. So, um, and she's actually rooming with one of them now, Kelsey. So, pretty special um, for her to reflect on, you know, her journey and 
you know, everyone knows how much she's given to the game, um, the women's game in New Zealand and around the world. So she's been a huge influence um, on where the game has gone and yet to come. So pretty special to be able to mm. celebrate that huge success yesterday. Yeah, Izzy, of course she's got high standards. She's from Taranaki, mate. Hey, um, <laughs> Alana, just just tell me, like, obviously a good win yesterday and got the wheels rolling towards the World Cup. What steps have you guys taken and what have you noticed is, is around cultural change in your team? Um, moving forward yeah it's been awesome um we've got a new you know management crew um that have hugely stepped up and the way we train now um you know preparing us for this level footy um the, the kind of footy we experienced last year on our northern tour um they like to apply the pressure at training um so when we get to games that stuff is kind of second nature to us um and yeah it's just been huge excitement we've got a lot of young players in the mix that you know, just bringing the excitement to the group, very talented, and everyone's on the same page. So it's pretty exciting to where we're heading. Oh, mate, I, you just really hit it home. The I've, I've been coached by Smithy. Trainings are harder than test matches, man. They are <laughs> just full noise. But, hey, it helps and it makes the game easier. Do you feel like yesterday you are able to showcase the things that you girls have been trying to uh, train and play? Obviously, the weather didn't play its part. But was Smithy quite happy with what, what unfolded? I think um, we all probably agreed that we started quite slow. Um, mm. We didn't bring the physicality that we needed. So, you know, after half time, the way the the bench kind of brought themselves onto the field, um, we were a lot more dominant in the collision and our kicking became a lot smarter. Um, yeah. So I think that was something Smithy was pretty happy about. You know, we were trying trying things um, despite the weather and playing with a bit of courage. So, yeah, I think definitely take lots of good things out of that game, um, but definitely not not um, everything we've got to give, for sure. I can tell you, Smithy's not going to be happy until you lift that World Cup. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll get back to training, and he'll be flogging you on the training pitch, just like as he said. Hey, just a, a, yeah. a point that I'd, I'd like you to make, in and around the selection of the side, how do you think the seven deputants went, and do you think that they the, the black jersey really meant something to them when they put it on? Yeah, you could tell how special. Um, it was such a special day for all the deputants yesterday. Getting to play in front of your family, friends of Tano, for the first time, it's something that doesn't happen often. So for those girls, I think they realise they're in that you know privileged group that gets to do that and um, represent their family in front of um, in front of their family. Um, and you know the milestones yesterday, the capping last night, it was a pretty special emotional occasion for them all. So. Really, really proud of how all of them played out there. Um, especially Kaipo, you know, in the loose sports. Mm. It was 2020, and her and I were in the 6 and 8 jersey for the New Zealand Barbarians against the Black Ferns. So to get to play with her yesterday um, and the performance she put out on there was super special. Yeah, it was outstanding. She had a, a man of the match, uh, you know, performance from, from her and yourself. Loose Fortra really, really stood out. Um, for you, though, as a, your sister... She made her debut. Must be a pretty special yeah. moment. Pretty special moment for you and the family. Yeah, that was so special. Um, dream come true, really, getting to pull the black jersey on um, with Chelsea, you know, standing the national anthem. Something we've dreamed about for a long time. We've been in this mix for about five years together. So to do that, um, yeah, yeah, not too many words for that yet. But, yeah, something really special that I always cherish for sure. Hey, Alana, the girls would have been talking last night. You know, obviously you're nice and happy, you know, a bit sore this morning, but you would have 
have have spoken about where to next. Where do you lift the bar? And what, what part of the game do you need to lift the bar to make sure that you're competing with the French and the English? Yeah, um, we know. Yeah, it's just going to keep lifting from here. So we've got Canada Canada next. Um, just looking to, you know, put the things we're doing in training into the game um, and really pull some of those things off. Um, won't give too much away, but yeah, just really looking to lift lift from this week and excited to see where we're gonna where we're gonna go. Nice. I will we'll let you get back into your recovery mode. No doubt you'll have reviews, meetings. If Smithy's still the same, you'll be really intense for the next couple of days. No rest for the wicked under his realm. Anyway, appreciate it, Lana. Congratulations for your performance uh, yesterday. You were outstanding, and great to see the Black Ferns. Um, putting in, uh, getting back out on the rugby field after a pretty full-on last couple of months. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Lizzie and Tony. Bye. Well done. There she is. Alana, just all the things I've touched on with, um, with Smithy, just intense <laughs> training, mate, the bonding excellence. Drop that ball, he'll spray you. And it's all started powerful. I was watching the game yesterday, and you could just see little th- parts of their game that he brought to us. I don't know if you saw there was a moment when uh, Aisha got the ball and she ran across the field and she cut with Hazel Tubic and then there was another player coming on the inside and we used to call that, oh, I can't really remember the name, but that was one of our um, our patterns for counter-attack and saw that, that came off. So you can see the things that Smithy's trying to instill into the Black mm. Ferns and uh, if the weather was dry, you know, we would have probably seen a bit more of that. And actually, Smithy did, and you say you might be a hard ass, but one thing he did say is he did say, he did say, oh well, the reason that we probably didn't kick enough and we didn't play with territory is because mm. that's coach's fault. I was asking him to play a hyper kind of um, counter attacky game, lots of running rugby, and the weather, you know. So he did say coach's fault. Yeah. Um, and you're right, Izzy. There was definitely some old classic Wayne Smith. You, you can actually even just tell just by the way the confidence that they're running with. And how good was it to see Ruby Tilly do a goosey, by the way, before she hit, <laughs> went into contact? Just winds up with a massive goosey. The girls looked like they were having fun, um, even in the wet. Kendra Coxedge is a legend. To do it on home soil in an Arvo, really, really cool. Hey, a couple of texts before we get off to Smithy, because uh, Dave has said, morning Izzy Kempe in the Cyclops. I've had no mention of Nathan Brown leaving. And not wanting, well, you, we have been talking about it all morning, Dave. You might just not have tuned in, but mm-hmm. look, he, here's a couple more texts, and you've added Kempe. This is the Warriors' opportunity to reboot and get the Walker brothers to go back to the Warriors' roots and play the game we used to. Now, we've had another nomination for the Walker brothers being the next coach. Who are the Walker brothers, Kempe? Uh, the Walker brothers, they played um, plenty of NRL. They're over in Brisbane at the moment, uh, coaching in the Queensland Cup. They've, there's been a lot of talk of them. Uh, they went for the South's job. Uh, and they put their name forward a couple of times. They're, they're innovative coaches. They try something different, and that's what the the, the Texas are saying. Bring someone in who's a little bit different. I don't know whether it's that innovation that we need. You know, um, but you know, I, I guarantee you they'll throw their, their their hats in the mix. Okay, interesting. I think we've got to do something different. So it'll be interesting. To so you know, the, the young kid Walker that plays for the Sydney City. Yeah. Yep. That's their, that's his uncles. Oh, awesome. There you go. Uh, like you are, Uncle. If I was an NRL coach, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Warriors. As long as you have an owner with an ego that is as large as your job will be impossible. Anyone who calls themselves an alpha male isn't going to listen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Tend, Spot on. Tend to agree with that. And yeah. there's a lot of that sentiment, is he? I mean, the guy who takes the next job's kind of, wow. Geez. He's got to be given full reins. Has to be given the reins to be able to instill his own environment, his own culture, and... You know, when Alia was on a bit on the show, spoke about identity, their DNA, understanding who the Warriors are. 
They aren't Australia. They aren't. They don't play like an Australian NRL team. They play like a, a Warriors team, a team that throws the ball around, that is hard-nosed, hard-edged, that, be, that can be consistent when they have all the boxes ticked. You know, and that's their identity. And you've seen it with the Hurricanes when Hammett tried to go there and change it. Doesn't work. Yep. Got to figure out their identity and be and, and instill it. But bring, you know, bring some th- certain things there, like work ethic, environment, you know, uh, good habits. But you've got to try and figure out the underlying crust of it. What is this team? Real Polynesian uh, culture, sense, and a real meaning. Yeah, really similar to, again to exactly what Wayne Smith's having to go through with the Black Ferns right now. A couple of nominations for Richie Blackmore, which is always good to see. And hey, Dave, to prove I'm not a Cyclops like the Warriors fans, even though I'm a Warriors fan, the Blues, Tessa Vanderclay. Hey, Van, Tessa Vanderclay, you can have our two degrees prize back because you support the Blues. And you're going to need some consolation when the Crusaders win the title. <laughs> Seven away from nine this morning. Smithy, up after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.